0: Thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. I am your host, Rhonda Holman with episode 29. I'm so excited about this episode because I think it's going to be really helpful for some of us dental assistants out there that may not work at a pediatric office, but see kids. So I hope to extract some pearls and help you guys with, uh, you know, just understanding and communicating a little bit more. What is wrong with you, Jacory? What is wrong with you? Stop it! There's no reason in you acting that way. Stop it! Okay. So we all know that sometimes seeing a child on the schedule can scare the snot out of you. Let's be honest, okay, right? So some kids look like they've just been cut out of a a paperback book. You know, they're perfect, and they're amazing, and they never act up, and you'd swear they're just like really short adults, but there's some kids that are the devil spawn in your eyes, They don't listen, they complain, they're all up over the place, like, we've all been there, but here's what I wanna do. I wanna cover some of the reasons and some of the vernacular that you guys can use at your office tomorrow to help you manage those kids a little bit better so that you don't dread them as much. Okay, let's set the stage for scenario A and B, okay? A is the ideal child patient and B is I want to shoot myself in the foot or go home sick. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you've got A, right? A is amazing. Uh, You go to get them in the waiting room, mom and dad, or like have a great appointment. They walk right back to you. They engage in conversation. Hi, Miss Rhonda. How are you? Great, Billy. How are you today? Good. And then they walk back to the room, they jump up in the chair, they look for your headphones because they know if you're spot on dental office, you've got Netflix ready to go. They lay down, they put their shades on, they go to La La Land, super cooperative, not, you know, they're sitting on the hands, not a movement. I mean, it's like the dream patient, right? And then you have scenario B, okay, this child, you'll know right away. And, uh, you go to the waiting room, Oh mama! you know how they cry and the, 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 the the catching of the breath and the mom comes back. Oh, of course, you know, she's got three siblings, so they come back too. You go to the room, the child won't even connect with you. No eye contact whatsoever. We'll just sit in the chair and start crying. (laughs) Mom's over in the corner. You're fine. And then she's, you know, wrangling all the other kids. And this child just starts to cry. You go to put that bib on them, cry. You go to move the chair, cry. <laughs> you go to administer anesthetic, no way. Blocked out, hands up in the air, uh, screaming, like it's just not gonna happen. So, those are your two scenarios, right? A and B. Vastly different. But there are some ways to talk and communicate with children that. You can kind of, here's what they do, okay? They want to be treated like little adults. Children don't have control in their lives, so give them control, right? And this can be a very useful tool in the dental office. When you go to see Sally or Julie or Lily, whatever her name is, you say, I'm ready for you. And then, then, you know, mom and the, the rest of the siblings, they want to come back. No, no. They don't have cavities that have to get fixed today, but you do, right? And there's, yeah, I do. You know, they're crying. Well, I have only one seat for you. And then once you're done, we can come back and show mom and dad what your new filling looks like. Okay, so that's a way to wrangle, you know, separate mom and parent. I don't, I mean, I understand it. If kids need to be with mom and dad, if there's absolutely no alternative for them to come back through that door, I get that. However, children tend to be and act much better without mom and dad in the room. Um, So you take the child back, right? Here's what you do. Hey, big cheers yours. You get to hop on up. This one's special because it moves back and front and and it can even swivel, like, up and down. Highlight how cool the chair is, right? They've probably been here before, right? They got diagnosed with decay. So let's just walk them through it because kids sometimes have selective memories or, you know, they, just, they want a reason to be angry and upset so that they can get out of this in any way, shape, or form possible, right? Um, so you put them in the chair. You let them control the buttons up and down. Hey, we have Netflix. What would you like to watch today? And then make sure you have all of the children's cartoons lined up and ready to go. It takes them out of their headspace, right? Gives them control. Gives them a choice, right? So you put them on the headphones. Here's what you do at that point. You just let them sit. Give them two minutes. It doesn't have to eat your schedule, but just give them some time to zone out. This will take their anxiety way lower. Or... You know, you could see them, just look around the corner, and that child is looking at Netflix, but they're looking over here, they're looking at your instrument tray, they're looking behind them. They are inquisitive, right? They want to know what is going on. So you go back in, and then then you start, right? Hey, you know, Lily, we've got these two sugar bugs that are eating your teeth away, right? So we've gotta clear out where they've eaten, right? So there's gonna be a hole. What happens if we leave a hole in your tooth? then you give the child a chance to respond. Well, if you leave a hole in your tooth, your tooth will break. So we are gonna take out your sugar bug and we're gonna fix the hole it made. Super simple vernacular, right? And it's to the point, it's no beating around the bush. And uh, like I said, it's informing the patient, whether they're an adult or a child, that's really important for their anxiety levels. Okay, so this is where you go with happier, right? (laughs) otherwise known as nitrous Um, you give them the option you know if mom and dad said yes they want it sometimes they don't want it guys sometimes I've had a patient say no I don't want that and they were totally fine without it sometimes patients of a certain age group really do need it because it is kind of like an amnesic and it makes them a little lethargic and it's just really good because it keeps them out of their headspace so This one's tricky, guys. You'll know. You'll know. You get that bip on. You get that chair back. They're watching Netflix. Everything is good. And then hell breaks loose. (laughs) You go to put that nose on them and they're like not having it, right? So always describe to them what you're about to do because it's super important. Hey, we've got this really cool thing that goes over your nose, makes you kind of look like a fighter pilot, but it has air in it that makes you feel better. Okay, because we know that when you get these sugar bugs taken out of your teeth, it kind of makes you nervous, right? So just use words, right? So I want you to try it. If you don't like it, we can take it off. Options. So you lay them back, you put the nose on, say, you know, this is special air. It's only for you. So you have to breathe in through your nose and out through your nose. Here's, <laughs> here's my pearl, right? If a child is clearly only breathing through their mouth, what do you do? You rock up to them, you put your face next to theirs and you say, all right, Janie, I need to hear you suck up some boogers because this happy air won't get in if the boogers are in the way. So what you do is you just have them like, I mean, a really big, good nasal inhale and suck up all those boogers. (laughs) It works. They know exactly what you're talking about when you say suck up some boogers. Uh, So Hey, look at this. You're doing an amazing job, right? So you got them laid down, bibs on, Netflix is on, air and oxygen are on. Dude, you guys are soaring high, right? In walks the doctor. <laughs> All gloved up, mask on, coat on, the loops with the light. I mean, this is intimidating to a child. And you lose them. <laughs> as soon as they turn over, look at the doc. Wow So just... Make sure that your doctor has the, you know, some type of approach that they use universally on children, um, how to approach the patient. You come in fully de-gowned, like no, nothing on your face. Just don't freak him out. Sit down. Hey, Billy, I'm so excited. I'm so happy. We're going to make your teeth so much better today. And then, you know, once you've done your introduction, go ahead and start getting ready for your anesthetic. And this is the other part that we all dread. (laughs) I totally get it. Okay, so I have a really, actually my best friend has this amazing story. So this little boy is getting anesthetic and the doctor describes to him, hey, this, we're going to put your tooth to sleep. It's going to be like a little mosquito bite, right? Like a mosquito. And and then your tooth is going to fall asleep. So like halfway through the anesthetic, this little three-year-old boy starts flailing and says get that skeeter out of there get him out of there so it did it kind of backfired right (laughs) great concept it's a skeeter bite but nobody wants a mosquito bite they have no positives attached to them right nobody wants to go outside and get wilts all over the body so that's what kids associate it with so try and use regular vernacular if you have to describe it at all hey okay we're gonna put some sleepy juice next to this tooth because we have to make sure it's snoring before we can fix your sugar bug. And just, you know, you don't have to be descriptive. You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. It all depends on what your formal training says to do when it comes to anesthetic in children. But as the assistant, it is really important that you have your hands hovering that child's hands. If you weren't able to get that child to sit on their hands... Or to hold something um, so that you can have a visual of where their hands are at all times. It's really dangerous for this dentist to come into this oral cavity, this big dark hole, right? And have a kid that's moving all over the place. And then next thing you know, their hand goes straight up because you weren't catching it. And it hits the anesthetic straight out of their mouth or pokes something or pokes the dentist. Like All of these really horrific scenarios could happen if you're looking at that syringe. But just make sure that you have their hands. If they need one to hold, take your glove off and hold their hand. If they just, you know, say you're really close, you know that they can do this, they're just a little hesitant, just, you know, make sure you have your arm over top of that patient, um, right where, like, the elbow to wrist area is. That way, in case they do react, because sometimes it's crazy, you'll be almost done giving the anesthetic and they'll flail. Just make sure you have some security barrier for your dentist to keep those hands out of their mouth and away from the syringe. So I think that is a really helpful tool. Just make sure, you know, once you get them there, you're so close, right? If you can get them laid back in the chair, nitrous on, Netflix on, opened up, anesthetics in, I mean, not all the time, but a lot of times it's smooth sealing after that. Okay, so I've decided to just cover a couple of pearls that are good time management keys, right? So you've got this child, anesthetics in, ready to go. Isolite, guys. (laughs) I know rubber dams are awesome, especially if you're doing a pulpotomy and a stainless steel crown. But I'm telling you what, if you have an isolate option, kids are really responsive to it. It's the chewy butterfly. (laughs) This helps you stay open and it keeps your cheek out of the way so we don't, So we can see your tooth and get all the sugar bugs out, right? Isolates are amazing tools. Anybody that works in pediatrics probably loves them too, as much as I do. Um, Make sure that your matrix are ready to go. Toffermeyer and everything's set up to go for that tooth. Say you're doing a whole quadrant, right? This poor kid's got bottle rot or some type of soda habit or their mouth breather and have no saliva in their mouth. Or there's something other, you know. Some other indication as to why they have so much rampant decay. But make sure you have your Toffelmeyer's ready to go. Here's another really good tip. While you're waiting for the anesthetic to kick in and you want your child to get used to having fingers and hands in their mouth before the doctor comes in, size out your stainless steel crown if you're doing one of those. Get, you know, one to two, maybe even three options ready to go on the dentition the way it is before you prep. Because it'll just be so much smoother when you get to that part um, to already have these three options light out. So, I really, I mean, that's a huge time saver. And it's just so much helpful. Because the thing is, by the time you get to seating that stainless steel crown, you might have already lost that child. <laughs> they might already be ready to get out of the chair. So, any time management things that you guys can implement, the smoother your appointment will be. Uh, let's see. Oh. Hey, when it comes to using the slow speed burrs on a child's dentition, all you got to say is Mr. Bumpy cleans out all the little sugar bugs. You know, the buzzy one, he gets out the big stuff, but all the little ones that are in the bottom, we use Mr. Bumpy and he just, he jiggles them out. You know, there's, (laughs) everybody probably has their own way of communicating with kids, but these have just come in handy. And here's what you do, okay? So if you got a child and you're starting to lose them halfway through the appointment, what do you say? Hey, Doc, I am so proud of Billy. I think he's a candidate for a gold star in his chart. What do you think? Oh, well, yeah, he's doing such a good job. Or, I can't wait to tell mom and dad how good you were. Or, you could even, (laughs) sorry, you could even use their siblings as a competitive key. So, oh, man, you're so much better than your sister. I cannot. Wait to tell her that you beat her. These are little things that you can use. They're on nitrous. They may not really remember it, but they may. But it's okay. It won't bite you in the butt because you got the mission completed, right? There's lots of ways to do this. I just want to use some of my pearls to help you guys because I I don't want you to dread those kids because at the end of the day, they need so much love, especially if they have decay. You guys need to take care of them, um, comfort them as if they were your own child. Speak to them like adult because that's what they want. They want control and they want to be heard. So I hope that this uh, episode was helpful in some way, shape, or form for you guys. And if you have any questions, I'm not a pediatric dental assistant. However, all of the girls in the office make me work on kids. Thanks for tuning into another episode as always guys feel free to reach out if you guys have any questions or want to share any pearls of your own let's band together to do better and be better you can find me on DA Rockstar's Facebook page I'm a I'm in Dental Assistance Worldwide group I'm with Julie Varney on Dental Assistance Rock I mean we're all over the place there's lots of us reach out to someone who's been there and done that They have some amazing pearls that they can share to make your life easier. So do not be afraid to use those resources. But until next time, keep on sectioning.